This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm sorry that you're dead. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel. It's not Jason Bonington today. It's Tim O'Connor, joined by Dan Malecki. Can't wait to get stuck into a big program. That's one of my favourite songs. So thanks for, well, thanks to Ollie for popping on a bit of Miley Cyrus. See, I welcome in uh, our very special guest. I heard his dulcet tones at Ballarat at Bray Raceway last night. Dan Malecki, welcome to the show. Thank you, uh, Tim. It's lovely to join you. Uh, well, Let's touch on Ballarat quickly. Uh, I haven't felt many colder nights in Ballarat over recent years. I'm sure uh, you would have had that heater working overtime up in the callers box. Yeah, I'm not one that really likes to overload the heater too much, but it was a <laughs> necessity last night. It was it was bitterly cold, wasn't it, Tim? It just had all the elements for um, the perfect day to be inside as opposed to, to out. It was raining, it was windy, and... Um, the, the temperature gauge said five degrees at about quarter past four. And I know it certainly didn't climb, but um, they often give you a reading of, uh, of uh, what it actually feels like with a wind chill. And, and I think it was supposed to be one or zero degree most of that time. It felt every bit like it was freezing. Yeah, it was a very cold night. Uh, before we get stuck into Melton Dam, I've got 10 races on the Saturday night program at headquarters. Uh, I was down at the track last night, and I, I ran into Greg Sugar and had a bit of a chat to him. Of course, he was back from Sweden. He returned home on Wednesday, straight to, straight back to work. Jess Tubbs, his wife, put him straight back to work. He had two drives at Bray Raceway, and he won them both. That was a, a nice way to return from what was a an enjoyable but pretty long trip away in Sweden. Oh, no doubt. There's uh, not really much better of a feeling than coming home after you go for a break, no matter how good it is. Um, but it just highlighted his class with the two drives last night, both of which were heavily back, weren't they? Something about Eiley and also uh, uh, Space Rider. And, um, yeah, it's, it's good to have him back. And uh, he's got some key drives tomorrow night as well. Yeah, that is for sure. So um, before we hit race one, Dan, maybe just your thoughts... Looking at this meeting, a 10-race card, the first goes at 4.57. Maybe just a holistic view of the, of the card. Um, my attention is quickly drawn to Queen Elida as the, the headline act, I guess. Um, she's not a betting prospect. I think she's a $1.05. But uh, mm. what's your thoughts on the meeting on Saturday night? It's going to be a good, strong, competitive one, at least to my eye. Yeah, well, we've been getting lots of value, haven't we? Lots of long price winners at Melton. I'm, I'm sure the average... Uh, winning price has got, gone up significantly over the course of the last few months. But Queen Elida might do something to steady that. <laughs> She'll be a shorter price favourite, as we'll see uh, at the trots, and rightly so in her race, which is later on. So she's our marquee runner, as I would uh, put it, Queen Elida. Um, the three-year-old race is a good race. A few, um, a few egos were burst perhaps last time when a few of these met, but... Uh, we might have a better uh, respect for final collect now, but horses like Dangerous and Louis Luai, I think they uh, underperform. They can improve. So that's that's one of the highlights on the program, I think. The free-for-all, uh, Torrid Saint comes out of the free-for-all, but 
I think he's a son of a gun. Um, will be the horse to beat, but it's good to have interest free back from from a spell. Uh, so that's a decent race. Fiama over the 1,200 metres will be probably the second shortest price favourite for the night um, and looks very hard to beat in that, but has to take on uh, a different class of horses to what she's been taking on pretty much in her own grade and sex. And um, and the, the mare's race is only a small field, but I think it's an intriguing race with two of Emma Stewart's runners and can probably make a case for Key and Jackie on the way it went last start as well. And and even the second event with Ara Koei and uh, Chinese Whisper first up, William Harry Loxley Lover, it's a decent field, but a couple of those horses are coming off um, perhaps below par runs at their last start. So, uh, And the first race, well, you know, the, the bloke that won $100 million in, in lotto, uh, he would have been faced with a challenge like this. This is, this is a really <laughs> tough ask the first. Yeah, well, it's, it's a really good segue. We'll go straight into the very first event on Saturday night at 4.57pm. It's the IRT Australia Pace. It's for horses four-year-old and older, restricted to those which have not won any race uh, of $15,000 or more. You spoke about how hard this race is, Dan. $4.80 the field. We've got Major Collect as the current favourite at four eighty. The Chancer at $5, drawn barrier 13. Zeus Dan at 6 Guilty by the Beach at 6 What Did You Say at seven fifty. She'll be a retro, $8. Buster William, $8.50. Delvey Robin, $9.50. I was looking for the end of the uh, single-figure runners. That is it, but uh, an extremely tough race. But these tend to be the case. The opening race on Melton is always a tricky little affair. Oh, they are, aren't they? And that's good. There's there's good depth, um, good uh, good programming, um, good class of race or style of race. In this case, it's not really a class of race, is it? Um, so it's good to see that they they can change it up a little bit. Uh, and there's a lot of horses that go there with winning chances. And the more uh, drivers that think they can win makes the race more competitive as well. I didn't know where to start. When I eventually started, didn't know where to finish as far as the chances were concerned. Um, I, I thought, what did you say? Offered a really good chance. I thought first up, it was a, real, it was a solid run. We'll improve off that. And going through uh, the list of horses in there, while there are some horses that are in decent form, I thought, what did you say, had improvement to come more so than anything else in the race. So I thought he measured up well here from the front line. And, and even, you know, class-wise, he comes into it um, nicely placed. So number four, what did you say? It, it's a tough race. Um, I thought that uh, Major Collect, definitely a chance. Since it's been driven as a sit sprinter, it gets back and it's been finding the line really well, but it needs a bit of luck. Maybe it can be driven off the gate this time, but it's definitely in the mix. I think uh, the nine zoo stands going well enough. Uh, Delvey Robin, you can make a case for. Never seems to draw well, but thought it might be a bit of value. Uh, Buster William, the Tasmanian, uh, looks as if he's well-placed. Even Sassiola and Alexis Rocket I can give chances to because of their draw. Alexis Rocket's going well enough. And Sassiola, I think the better draw is going to help its chance, at least to be a top four chance. And and to be fair, I, I need to mention these other horses. Uh, Guilty by the Beach if it gets a run. The Chancer, uh, Jillaby Retro, uh, Jeremy Wells, uh, We Made Frio, and All the Rage. Now, I know I've mentioned every horse in the race, but it'd be silly <laughs> not to, you know, That's because right. it's That's just right. that sort of race. Yeah, uh, and of course the fifteen hundred dollar jackpots uh, are rolling on to this Saturday night's card by the uh, thanks to the tab, Dan. So uh, I'm a punter that likes playing in these. I like getting a small percentage of a big first four, if that makes sense, as opposed to maybe a Jason Boddington who likes to really dive into those 
um, races where he thinks he can map them. I love trying to find the winner or, or maybe taking two horses to win and going really wide for the placing. So I could see this first four. Um, we've seen a couple north of $20,000 recently uh, across Victoria, even at, at regional tracks. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a big, juicy first four dividend here in the first race on the card. And certainly a big, juicy first four pool. Last week, uh, in all my time calling, I cannot remember, certainly in the trots, it may have happened, it may have happened and I just wasn't there, or simply, I can't remember, um, but a jackpot partial component of the Quinella Exacta trifecta and first four that all carried over uh, to the subsequent race last week at, at Melton and still provided a challenge because even though the one of the shorter price favourites saluted in the race after Danamora, two of the rank outsiders run, ran the placing, so it was still challenging enough, as it has been pretty much um, from about race five onwards at Melton over the last few months. It seems to get really difficult, uh, but I think it's going to be uh, with the first race tomorrow night as well. My tips are four, uh, five, nine and seven, but I could offer chances to nearly everything else in the race. It's difficult to work out uh, a speed map per se. There's a lot of variations and that's a good thing. Um, you can certainly uh, find a winner or a place getter at good odds in the first and as you said, the lure of what would be a, a good first four pool, but almost certainly a really good first four dividend as well. Yeah, too right. Well done, Dan. Uh, you've navigated your way through the first. We might take a quick little break, head into race two, which is the Better Vet Trot. I'll throw back to Ollie. We'll take a break, and we'll be back soon with the Friday form panel, Tim O'Connor and Dan Malecki.